Good morning. Today is Friday, the 21st of September. I am Jaka, your friendly layperson. The usual disclaimer is that I'm not a theologian or any sort of ordained minister, but I am a lay minister just like all other ministers of the church. So today is a day that we remember St. Matthew. Our readings for today are Psalm 119, verses 41 through 64. Isaiah 8, 11 through 20, and Romans 10, 1 through 15. We begin in the Book of Common Prayer on page 78. Well, I guess actually we can go on 77. Consider Matthew a major saint, right? We give thanks to the Father who has made us worthy to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, to set forth his praise, to hear his holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship him, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by his infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Come, let us adore him. Let your steadfast love come to me, O Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I shall have an answer for those who taunt me, for I trust in your word. Do not take the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for my hope is in your ordinances. I will keep your law continually, forever and ever. I shall walk at liberty, for I have sought your precepts. I will also speak of your decrees before kings, and shall not be put to shame. I find my delight in your commandments because I love them. I revere your commandments, which I love, 
and I will meditate on your statutes. Remember your word to your servant, in which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my distress, that your promise gives me life. The arrogant utterly deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think of your ordinances from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked, those who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs wherever I make my home. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me, for I have kept your precepts. The Lord is my portion. I promise to keep your words. I implore your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think of your ways, I turn my feet to your decrees. I hurry and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight, I rise to praise you because of your righteous ordinances. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. For the Lord spoke thus to me, while his hand was strong upon me, and warned me not to walk in the way of this people, saying, Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what it fears, or be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall regard as holy. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. He will become a sanctuary, a stone one strikes against. For both houses of Israel, he will become a rock one stumbles over, a trap and a snare for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony, seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord, who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob, and I will hope in him. See, I and the children whom the Lord has given me are signs and portents in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells on Mount Zion. Now if people say to you, consult the ghosts and the familiar spirits that chirp and mutter, should not a people consult their gods, the dead on behalf of the living, for teaching and for instruction? Surely those who speak like this will have no dawn. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Canticle 16 on page 92. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of, the, of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, 
to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Romans, Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 15. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I can testify that they have a zeal for God, but it is not enlightened. For being ignorant of the righteousness that comes from God and seeking to establish their own, they have not submitted to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that come from, comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? Your word is near you, in, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Apostles' Creed on page 96. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, 
Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Suffrages set B on page 98. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord, have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the witness of your apostle and evangelist, Matthew, to the gospel of your Son, our Savior, and we pray that, after his example, we may with ready wills and hearts obey the calling of our Lord to follow him. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Before we enter our time of personal prayer, I do have a few thoughts from the readings today, as usual, right? Um, a couple of things from the Psalms. Verse 50 reads, This is my comfort in my distress, that your promise gives me life. That's incredibly beautiful to me. Um, and I, I really wrote a little poem prayer about it where I, I um, spoke to the Lord about the faith that I have, that when I am poured out and empty, he will fill me, that he will awaken me when I am sleeping, that he will remind me, especially for me right now, he will remind me when I need to rest. He will hold me. He will rock me. He is the mother that I never had. He loves in every moment. He uses every situation. No scrap of talent or pain is wasted. And this to me is incredibly comforting in any distress. Verse 61, though the cords of the wicked ensnare me. Some of you know that I have um, taken up rowing recently. I'm, I'm just learning. But there's been an awful lot of seaweed lately in the water where we row. And it gets all caught on the blades of the oars if you get too close to it. Or it can get completely caught and wrapped around the rudder so that you no longer can steer the boat. Some boats um, aren't steered, but usually the coxswain steers the boat. Um, 
So this verse particularly spoke to me. We can get so caught up in whatever our moment momentary definition of wickedness is, whether you know it it's that the enemy's tricks have just snagged us and he's speaking right to our insecurity, right? And he's just got us. He can we can let him get all wrapped around so that we're unable to steer, so even so that we might be being pulled out of the boat and into the dark, murky depths of the water. But in this vision that I have, the Lord cuts all that free. He cuts through the seaweed. He cuts through the cords of the wicked. He frees me. He frees you. He looses us. And then he guides us to the surface. We follow the rays of his light and climb to the surface where we can breathe and see. And then if we let him steer us, if we let him control our rudder, we are back in the open water, back moving forward instead of floundering. In our Old Testament reading from Isaiah, what spoke particularly to me here, especially not only in these times, but also in some times I recently had over the year past where it just seemed like everything was terrible, you know, and living in, living in stress for an extended period of time leads, in my opinion, to catastrophic thinking where you just don't have any bandwidth. And so anything that goes wrong, it feels like the end of the world. Like it's irrecoverable. And we are kind of living in times like that. At least it can certainly feel that way. So verse 12, well, actually it's kind of verse 12 through 15 really spoke to me. Do not call conspiracy all that this people calls conspiracy, and do not fear what it fears, or be in dread. But the Lord of hosts, him you shall regard as holy. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. He will become a sanctuary, a stone one strikes against. For both houses of Israel, he will become a rock one stumbles over, a trap and a snare for the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. Bind up the testimony. Seal the teaching among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the house of Jacob. And I will hope in him. Okay, so there's a bunch here. But the main message that I'm taking away today is... Don't fear what the world is afraid of. Don't be in dread of what the world dreads. Don't see as the end of everything, the next thing that goes wrong. Fear only distancing yourself from the Lord. Keep your eyes on him. Keep close to him. And he will be your touchstone. He will be your rock. He will draw you near and not lose you. 
So in these moments when it seems, it just seems like total crap all over, um, like the world is going to hell in a handbasket, so to speak, and when it's so easy to be a bit paranoid and to see the whole world is against you, put that aside and draw near to the Lord. Closeness to God is our only concern. It's our first and foremost concern. And when we put it before anything else, the rest does fall into place. It, we do gain perspective. Our last reading this morning from Romans, the very first verse my heart's desire and prayer to God for them is that they may be saved. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it is tempting for me to pray that somebody gets what I think they deserve. And this is a really good centering prayer to remind me what the core of my prayers for other people should always be, that they may be saved. And not just in our traditional evangelist meaning of the word that they come to know Christ, but more and deeper than that, that whatever it is that they need saving from at this moment, whether it's depression or hunger or homelessness or discouragement, whatever it is that God may save them from it, that they may be saved, that they may be, like we were talking about before, released loosed, cut free. And although it's not spoken to directly in this reading, the other, the compatible other half of, of that prayer is that God's will and God's will alone be done in their lives. That they both be set free and set on course. Oh, in the holy name of Jesus, all this I pray for all of your beloved children. Amen. Continuing on to the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness. To us and to all whom you have made, we bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, 
granting us in this world knowledge of your truth, and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear, for our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.